are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Guys, he just came out of school. They launched discovery.co.uk. They help you manage your social media. Think of it almost like a mix of Buffer plus Jasper AI put together. They got their first 15 customers over the past three weeks doing $300 per month in revenue, hoping to scale that over time. Bootstrap today with his two co-founders cranking full-time on this thing. We'll see what happens next. Hey, folks. My guest today is Luke Kellett. He is building a company called Discovery with no E. The company is making marketing simple. He's a recent Exeter University law graduate, launched this solution from his experience working in and growing a marketing agency. With with his previous pivots, him and his team have explored blockchain databases, data protection workflow to finally land in this direction. All right, Luke, are you ready to take us to the top? Do it. What does making marketing simple mean? So... um. For us, it's about allowing um, any uh, smaller business manage their marketing more effectively through the means of creating content, having in their small teams, and distributing it with ease. Um, and to elaborate on that, we found that it's hard for businesses to um, juggle all of the other tasks they have, particularly in small business startups, but also m- maintain a consistent schedule. So we come in and provide the infrastructure to allow that, basically. I mean, okay, so is this like Hootsuite Buffer, but using AI? Yeah, so basically, Buffer buffer scheduling, but combined with Jasper AI sort of content creation, but more specifically based on your business and your context, um, and sort of that collaboration workflow, which allows you to assign tasks to people in your team and review and make iterations from there. Okay, and how do you know people want this? Do you have customers today? Yeah, so we launched um, less than three weeks ago. Um, we have about 15 customers at the moment, um, paying customers, um, at various, of, uh, various plans. And it's going quite well so far. We've really been obsessed with their feedback to make iterations and improvements. And we've been really, um, hard at work and making sure we can really find what they want really out of this. So yeah. When did you write the first line of code for the tool? Well, basically, um, it's three of us to give some context. We are, um, non-technical founders. So we've, uh, used, um, bubble.io, sort of like a, a no-code, low-code solution to help build this as the MVP. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so again, when did you start using Bubble to build it? Oh, we. It took us about six months, um, which we started learning for the, the data protection solution to really understand how to build effective workflows in this and to optimize it really for the product today. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, no-code tool. You're using Bubble. You guys, I assume, all just came out of school. How did you pay your bills for six months while you're pre-revenue building on Bubble? Um, well, we're part of Microsoft for, start- um, Microsoft for Startups, sorry, which is very, very useful. But beyond that, we've had some grant funding. So, we're based in the UK, Bristol, and Exeter. And we've been very fortunate to raise a few thousand pounds through that, uh, which we've used to funnel into this and build it. Did Microsoft give you any money? Um, no, so basically the way that works is it has a lot of discounts for Bubble. So you have a lot of credits for when you actually launch a product. Um, you can maintain a really good runway, basically, with them. And they've offered this platforms um, like CRMs and things like that to help us. Mm-hmm. And and what are these customers paying per month on average? 
So at the moment, we have two pricing points. Um, so we have £15 per month and £45 per month, very low ticket. Um, we're trying to build traction at the moment and really um, get to the small teams. Uh, but we aim to, I'll speak to you about that in a minute, sort of direct this to a um, higher ticket in the future. This was it fair to say maybe the average customer pays 20 bucks a month. You're doing about 300 a month right now on revenue? Uh, yeah, yeah. Say, Something yeah. around that. Well, that's exactly. great. So wa- walk me through how you did that. Some people take way longer to get their first paying customers. What did you do over the past three weeks to make that happen? So basically, we sort of our low-hanging fruit, right? So we, we, we're quite fortunate to be in an incubator. We have um, people around us. So we began with our own <coughs> network, and we've spoken to a lot of other um, sort of startups around us and got them on board. Uh, and beyond that, we've hopped straight into cold outreach. So building sort of email workflows. Um, LinkedIn's been very, very useful. Um, How so? What do you do on LinkedIn? So on, on LinkedIn, um, through Microsoft for Startups, as an example, which I'd recommend to any startup to apply for, you can get Sales Navigator for free. And you can get the business accounts uh, also on a discount. So we use that to sort of break down um, you know, the right ICP for us which we're still trying to um, navigate through now to find the right people to communicate with, sort of send out um, a message saying, hey, this is what we do. Are you looking for a chat? And we're always trying to use that first touch point, get to a conversation in a meeting like this, like me and you having now, sort of give them that demo to sort of heighten our conversions at this stage. Okay, and how many demos would you say you've done over the past three weeks? Well, um, I think with me and Morgan, we've done I think 15 demos combined so far, 15. You mentioned Morgan. Um, it sounds like you have three co-founders. How did you, oh, yeah. com- you have the hard conversation at the start to split equity? Oh, well, we um, have a good, I said we have a good network around us. And look, I'll be honest, we've in the past been very um, iffy about this. We've been like, okay, who gets what, right? And particularly when um, me and Morgan started and, and we'll come on board. But the way we see it, every co-founder at the very beginning should have an equal share. That's very much scalable for later rounds as you bring in investors and, you know, there's no way to evaluate your, your, your value in a business at the same level at the beginning, in our opinion. I don't know if I believe you. I think equal is the lazy answer when it's hard for people to have a tough conversation about who's going to add the most value. So they just say, let's do equal. Well, but, uh, we, we, we've been informed. What, what, what are your thoughts on this? We've been informed that for VCs and things like that. Um, if you don't have a fully dedicated team that's on board that is really brushed away, after a few rounds, does that look good? Does that look enticing? Well, why are you building to look good to VCs? Is that your objective? Not necessarily, but I, I think it's something to bear in mind. But so, so you think that actually you shouldn't do that though? That's what you're implying. Well, let's just ignore your situation for a second. If you're a VC looking at a company and there's a solo founder, as a VC, what yeah. do you probably think? Well, personally, for me, I think the guy's crazy to do it on his own. Um, but there's a lot of equity, obviously, free there that you could, if, as an investor, you, you could grab and you get your ROI back on, to be honest. Let me ask you this. Um, in terms of how you have your databases set up or just any business process, is it usually a good or bad thing to have redundancy? One thing goes down, you have a backup. Yeah, of course. You want redundancy, right? Yeah. So if a VC is putting in 10 million bucks into a company, true or false, do so they want co-founder redundancy or not? I'll say no. You you wouldn't want to lose co-founders. You want to have the you invest into the team. Don't you? At our stage now, would you not say you invest into us as people um, along with the idea as well? And and look, and if you're a VC writing a ten million dollar check into a company, okay, and there's yeah. one founder, 
And there's, so there's no redundant. If that founder, something happens, that founder, what happens to your money? You get it back. <laughs> well, well, sorry, I don't know what you mean. Sorry. If that founder dies, you're fucked. Yeah. yeah there's, okay, no, sorry, there's no backup sorry. plan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Every, every, like every VC is going to say, we only invest in co-founding teams. What, yeah. because from their perspective, that is the biggest risk at a startup, right? Is who's leading it. They want redundancy there. Right. But that is not like, depending on what you're trying to build, that's not always necessarily the best case for the founder. Right. That, that, that's what I'm trying to push you on. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. That's what you're saying. Yeah. I completely, well, I, I see your perspective. Yeah. Completely oh, you guys are all equal. You just said we can't, yeah, we don't we're, know we're how to have this conversation we're, now. We're all equal, whatever. Yeah. 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 If I, if I had them both on and I asked them, would they all like secretly say, man, I wish I should, I should ask for more. No, because we're, we're, we're a team. We're a team and we're, we're unified. Right. And we have the same belief and vision and trusting each other. And that's, that's a big part of our staff, I think. It's All right. Well, Morgan's, Morgan's coming on next week, so I'll ask him, okay? Uh, do it. Do it. Go for it. All right. Three co-founders. Um, how are you guys going to... I mean, what prevents someone like a Buffer or a Hootsuite or a Jasper just from coming in and basically copying this, shutting you down before you really start? Good, good question. Look, I, I'll be honest, it's more the direction we want to take this, which I'd like to explore with you if there's time. Um, but to, to quickly answer our current stage, look, we, we haven't got um, the biggest USPs on the planet, but we act fast. And I think the value we're offering uh, besides them is, is enormous at this stage. Um, but going back to the vision, it's the fact that we want to build a really, really um, intuitive system that allows you, let's say you're a marketing agency, right? And let's say you have three clients. We want to build this in a way that you can manage your campaigns for each client effectively, build personas, right? So it captures their voice, their brand, but also their customer base, right? So it's a direction we want to take this. I think well, I set this aside as more of a specialist marketing tool. Why do you understand this problem better than Buffer or Jasper or anybody else? You know, that's a very good, yeah, very good question. Again, I, I think it's a few things. I think it's timing. I think... Right now, with OpenAI as an example, it's giving you a massive infrastructure of using AI. Yeah, but, but not- everyone has access to that. What, what makes Luke Kellett specifically have an unfair advantage in terms of understanding this problem better than anybody else? Well, as I, I think as you raised at the beginning conversation, we have experience in marketing. Um, we've been able to identify, I suppose, the pain points from the perspective as marketers. Um, and I mean, as, as individuals, I like to think but we act bloody fast. We move and we identify problems quickly and ask our customers, if there's an issue, if there's a problem, we do it, right? So I think it's internal belief in ourselves and our recognition of the problems that we faced in the past. Very good. Now, what's the full team's eyes today? Just the three of you guys? It's three of us. We have uh, two advisors, um, a technological strategist um, based in Bristol um, and a CFO who helps with our finances at the moment. Very cool. On that note here, Luke, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, your favorite book? Um, Lean Startup. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, hard one. Very hard. I think for now, it'd be generic, but uh, Mark Zuckerberg probably. Number three, what's your favorite online tool? Um, apart from Discovery, I'd probably say, for um, the delay, Thinking, I just got a tool today. It's really, really good. Probably, uh, pop- probably bubble, bubble. Number oh, four. Oh, actually, bubble. Sorry, my bad. It build a product. Bubble. There you go. Four. Yeah. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? 
Um, at university, we're about four hours. Uh, I bumped up to at least six now. So that's good. And si- situation, Luke, married, single kids. Uh, we're just at university, so completely single, um, no kids. And um, how old are you? I'm 21. 21. Last question. Something you wish you knew a year ago when you were 20. Embrace failure because failure is a means of learning and improving. Guys, he just came out of school. They launched discovery.co.uk. They help you manage your social media. Think of it almost like a mix of Buffer plus Jasper AI put together. They got their first 15 customers over the past three weeks doing $300 per month in revenue, hoping to scale that over time. Bootstrap today with his two co-founders cranking full-time on this thing. We'll see what happens next. Luke, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you.